Blog Talk Radio. are back and we are talking all things Hollywood. You can join us anytime by calling our show at 347-215-8305 or by joining our chat room at any time. Hey, hey, everybody, all things Hollywood, huh, baby? Okay, well, I'm going to start it off. First of all, I want to say it's fantastic to be back another week with everybody, and I know that you're going to enjoy this show because everyone loves Hollywood, California. So first of all, if you're going to move and you're going to head out to Hollywood, California, the first thing that you need to do is obviously make the decision to move. And you have to be thinking about a lot of different things, all of which we are going to talk about in this show. But it's a big move when you're moving from your city and you're going to head to Hollywood because there are a lot of different things that you have to take into consideration. Wouldn't you say, baby? I would most definitely say, and I would say starting out is you're going to need a job when you get to Hollywood. So to to get that job, you can go online and you can locate different opportunities online. They have a lot of job listings on the Internet, or if you have friends that live in Los Angeles, you can have them send you newspapers. So there's so many different ways, but the best way I would say is you would probably need to contact your local unemployment office where it is a wealth of information. They have different setups there where they bring in new people, new um, imports from other cities that move to the, you know, to Hollywood and they will help you to find a job. And I think that that's one of the most important things is before you even get there, if you can, secure work. No question. There are a lot of different ways that you that you can secure work at the same time. You know, if you are in Hollywood, you have acting and a lot of different things. So you can look at being an extra. That can uh, uh, supply you with a lot of different uh, money in roles and different things. You can be a waiter or a waitress. These are part-time jobs. So you can hustle while you're trying to find your niche out here in Hollywood. But one big thing I would have to say is if you have kids and you are moving to Hollywood Schools are going to be a big thing that you're going to have to deal with. Obviously, from elementary school all the way up to high school, you got Beverly Hills High School, uh, Crenshaw High School, Taft, which is out in the valley. You got Fairfax, which is kind of in the Hollywood area. Uh, and obviously, if you take it even a step further, you're going to look at college, and I would have to say that I'm very biased to Pepperdine because I went there, but that's out in Malibu, beautiful school. You got UCLA, and you got USC. And one of the biggest things that we do with our children who are not in college, uh, college yet is homeschool. So that, uh, that gives you another option that you can stay home more with your children and you might have more flexible of a schedule to be able to do things that you need to do to set yourself up while you are making that transition to Hollywood, California. I must have to say that I agree with that. Um, You can also check with locations. There's a lot of major attractions in Los Angeles. Um, You've got Disneyland, that's in Anaheim. You've got Magic Mountain. There's Universal City Walk. There's so many different opportunities to have fun if you have a family. So major attractions is something that you're going to want to put on your list if you have kids and you're bringing them out to Los Angeles or if you're just an you know, adult or you or a couple and you want to do some fun stuff, they have everything. They have movie theaters that actually have live bars in them where you can have a nice cocktail or some champagne and enjoy your movie that way as well. And I think Los Angeles is the only city that I've heard of in the United States that have that type of a movie theater arrangement. So there's so many different um, attractions that you can enjoy when you come out to Los Angeles. What about the Walk of Fame, babe? Some of those stars that are on there, who who just got a recent star or, or somebody who's on there? Who do you got? Oh, my God. It's so many people they induct pretty regularly, but I'm not – oh, I know. Um, we talked about her before, and that would be the lady from House Delegata Groove back. 
Angela Bassett. Most people don't remember that movie, but it's a fabulous movie. She just got a, a star. Um, a bunch of different people have just got their stars on the Walk of Fame, and they've been, like, known actors and actresses for quite some time, but you got to go and, and walk the Hollywood Boulevard so you can check some of that stuff out over there. No question. And I think also when you are coming to Hollywood, you're going to have to take one big giant thing into consideration, and that would be the cost of living. And in L.A., it is very, very high. So you've got to take that into consideration, obviously, before you move. But if you want to live a little less but still be in the area because a lot of the times in uh, in California and in Los Angeles, you can live on the outskirts. And we're talking Orange County, Woodland Hills, Tarzana, Glendale. These are places that you can still be there. You're going to have to make a little bit of a drive, maybe deal with a little traffic, but you're still in that whole L.A. area. So then at that point, you're going to have to take gas into consideration, which the prices are just skyrocketing right now compared to the rent. So you might want to live a little closer and have a higher rent, but you won't have to worry as much about gas or live a little farther out where you're going to be able to get less rent and then you're going to have to drive a little bit. So that's going to be something that you're going to have to take into consideration, obviously, for yourself. But uh, what, what about some of those other areas, baby, in Los Angeles that are big? Um, that leads us right into our next one, and that would be real estate. If you're looking to purchase a home, there's definitely a lot of areas that you can purchase in, all the way from Woodland Hills to Calabasas. But um, some people are saying, well, you know, I really i am not in a position to rent on my own or buy, but there's you can always consider getting a roommate. Um, there's I know that's kind of dangerous nowadays, um, not knowing the person, but you can always see if you have a friend that's interested in moving out or they already live out in L.A. And you could roommate for a year, save your money, and, you know, just partner together that way. You share all expenses from groceries to dry cleaning to everything. And then that way you're able to live out in Los Angeles. And in that year that you've given yourself a chance to get settled and, and get acclimated to the lifestyle out here and everything else. So I think that that will be a good way too, honey. No no question. And when you when you talk about some of those areas as far as real estate goes, you have Beverly Hills, you have Malibu, Brentwood, Hollywood Hills, these are some areas that are very prime to live at in Los Angeles, but very spendy. But a way around it is exactly what my wife said, is the possibility of getting yourself a roommate, someone that you can share rent with, and really make it happen and save some good money and, and do some big things while you're in Hollywood. Oh, most definitely. And you have to also consider, too, that there's apartments in every area. Um, some of the areas you might want to avoid, all you have to do is go to the Chamber of Congress and you can find Chamber of Commerce, excuse me, in the city, and you can find out what areas have a high crime rate. That's going to be very, very important in packing up and moving, especially with your family. And I know that a lot of people are probably wondering, okay, this sounds easy, but it sounds like you got to have a lot of money to just up and move. But what we're trying to do is lay out the different things that we want you to take notes on that you're going to have to consider, and then we'll kind of go back through and give you a schematic plan on how you can do it. Well, you know, one that, that is big in Los Angeles, especially if you're in entertainment or a lot of different things, babe, and I know that you know a lot about this, is that is what they quote-unquote call the in-crowd. And the in-crowd is, in California, they have their A-listers, B-listers, C-listers, and D-listers. And that's a list that you're on, whether you're hot or you're in that in-crowd. Uh, tell the people a little bit about that, babe. That's that's very true. Um, you can you can probably see who's on the A list by reading the local tabloids. The tabloids pretty much keep in touch with or keep you in touch with who is an A list or D lister. And I personally think that that's pretty biased and it's not very fair. But at the same time, that's the way they they kind of list you if you have a hot movie out or you're a, you know popular actor or actress or whatever type of. Um, celebrity you are, they list you. So coming out, if you're on the B list, don't worry about it. You can work your way up to becoming on the A list by working hard, doing the right thing, making great choices, protecting yourself, and being very careful before jumping into any moves. You've got to get yourself some great representation while out here, and we'll talk about that a little later. No question about a representation is a good one, and we will get into that. But what about transportation? That That's a big one, babe. 
Well, transportation is pretty easy. Getting around in L.A. is not hard. They have a great bus system, and taxis do. They stop for everybody, quote-unquote, whereas in New York, you know, some of these other places, not to knock New York I love New York, but they don't really, you know, they have a history of not stopping for everyone and being biased on who they give rides to. Well, you're not going to run into that in L.A. They have a lot of taxi cabs, and they do pull over for everybody. You know, they also have that light rail system, and that only runs to certain areas of the city, but that's another way to get around Los Angeles, or I believe that is the southern end down by the airport where it, it goes into the city and comes out, so there's a, a different way that you can get around. Also, obviously, you have your bicycle, you have your scooter, and these are ways, and some people even walk if you live close enough to your job. So transportation is a definite, definite big thing, and if you're driving a car, you just have to plan around the traffic and once you learn the area there are a lot of different routes that run beside the freeways that you can get from A to B in a pretty decent amount of time so transportation is definitely a big one well then you know when, when you're talking about that you also want to make sure that if you do get a roommate maybe they have a car and you guys can share in that and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday you drive Thursday, Friday, Saturday they drive um, you know there's so many different ways to incorporate transportation and you can always get a car on you know by leasing one or by you know paying payments on one for a year until you make it big and save up enough money and then pay the car off no question. Well, you you mentioned earlier, babe, fine and management, and we're talking actors, actresses, models, all that. I mean, you have to have out here managers, agent, or an agency that's going to represent you because a lot of people out here in Los Angeles corporations won't even see you if you don't have one of these people or a company in place to be able to put you out there with a Z card, which is uh, a picture of yourself, a bio, and just kind of showing who you are. And if they like your look, well, they're going to call you, but they want to call an agency most times or an agent or a manager. So th there's a lot of different ways that you can go about finding a good one. You obviously can go online. My wife said earlier that you can go to the Chamber of Commerce. There are a lot of different ways that you can look and make sure that you find somebody who fits you, who works with you, and kind of believes in your vision at the same time, wouldn't you say, babe? I most definitely say that. I agree to all of that. And, you know, rounding out, rounding out what our tips are, you know, and that's staying organized and making the best of what you have when you come out to L.A. And I talk a lot about lists. You need to find a way to, you know, have a, a way that you operate. You know, maybe you do your laundry, you do errands, you do exercise on these days, you do grocery shopping, you know, on those days, you do classes on those days. It's better if you have a schedule on the way that you want to run things because then that way you keep everything in order. So I definitely would say that that's important, right, honey? No question. Organizing is going to be big, especially coming to a new environment in a new city because a lot of things are going to pop up that were unexpected. Like in your old environment, you might have known different shortcuts and different things that they're not going to be the same in this type of a city. Well, if you're organized, you know exactly what you want and what you're doing and you've got everything mapped out, it's going to make it a lot more efficient for you. So organizing is going to be a big thing in a move especially. Uh, oh, so no question, babe. Tell them get organized and make sure that you're making good use of your time. Most definitely, and, and, and just a step-by-step -step plan would just be make the decision, as my husband said earlier, to move out to L.A. Then you need to look into finding a job. You know, get in the Yellow Pages or get online and look that way. Contact your unemployment agency and tell them, I'm considering moving to Los Angeles and I would like to get in touch with someone that I can sign up for so that they can assist me in finding a job prior to me coming out or once I get there. Thirdly, check in the schools. If you go to school or you have school-age children or a child that's in high school or college that might need one, look those up. Find out exactly, you know, what they offer and what best fits your child. Um, locations of major attractions, that's something that's going to be of interest to any family. You have to make it fun. You have to keep it exciting. The more you know about these attractions, the better for you so that you can make family outings, you know, if you can plan them, it'll, they'll turn out a lot better. Cost of living, that's important. you got to know what the cost of living is going to be when thinking about packing up and moving out to Los Angeles. Um, the sixth one is real estate. What areas? Contact a real estate agent. They are they have a wealth of information, but you can also go to realestate.com on the Internet, and you will find tons and tons of valuable information there with all kind of sublinks that take you to different places that would teach you all about the real estate market in Los Angeles, California. Seventh, 
the in crowd know that they have different listing systems that they go by. So if you try to go out to a nightclub or something, for example, and you can't get in, know that, you know, don't take it personal and just know that that's a part of Hollywood. Um, the next one would be transportation. You're going to be able to get around, so don't don't sweat it if you don't have a car right away. But getting a roommate or someone that does have one and working out a, a deal where you share, that would be great, especially with the price of gas nowadays. It would really help out a lot to have a shared transportation mode. Ninth, finding an agency, like my husband said, a talent manager or an agent. That's going to be something else you can do prior to coming out. Go online and you guys can find information there or you can go to the Chamber of Commerce for the city of Los Angeles and they have a lot of listings of different talent agencies and those people are usually reputable people. Um, and then 10 is just staying organized and making the best of what your move is going to bring you. That means you know, making lists, making goals, setting goals, and not expecting too much on your big move out to the city of entertainment. Los Angeles, the city of angels, a place where everybody wants to go, visit, and or live. So when you're going, take that 10-point system and make sure that you're watching out for yourself because you can do big things in Los Angeles, no question about it. Honey, what would you say is one of the main things about moving out here? We're going to talk a little bit about pros and cons, as we stated in our um, description of the show. What's some pros, what's some cons? Well, I would say one of the, the biggest thing is there are a lot of there's a lot of money to be made in Los Angeles as far as different type of uh, career choices that you want to make because this is the entertainment capital of the world. So if you're into entertainment, whether that be in front of the camera, behind the camera, modeling, acting, anything dealing with that, and also you know clothes and and uh, different things Fashion, like yeah. yeah Anything fashion, any 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 realm of that, those are going to be some of the strongest points of coming to Los Angeles because you're going to be able to make money, especially if you work hard and you're very professional and you have, like my wife said, everything organized, your pictures and all that stuff. You're really going to probably do well and get some jobs and, and earn some really good money. And I would give them a con. Okay. And I say one of the cons is when you go into auditions out in Los Angeles, you're going with against some of the best people in the world. People come from all over the whole world to come to Los Angeles and get in movies or get, you know, that next hot commercial or whatever. So you're going to be a little bit disappointed when you go into an audition and think that, you know, from your small town it might have been 100 people at the audition, well, here it's going to be 4,000, 5,000, and everyone's going after the same job. Don't get discouraged. Just know that you know, the competition is really thick. So that's one of the cons of coming out to the entertainment mecca is that there will be a lot of people just like you that you're going to see and you're going to be around on a day-to-day -day basis, especially if you're on the grind and you're out there trying to really land these big parts. There's a whole bunch of other people wanting to do the same thing. So that will be a con. Well, you know, I would take that con and turn it into a pro at the same time because if you – can make it in Los Angeles, meaning if you're going in to a 4,000, there's 4,000 people auditioning for one role, and you come out of there with that role, you, like my wife said, can make it anywhere that you want, and that is going to start setting you uh, head and shoulders above everybody else. So uh, if you work hard, if you take your craft seriously, and you can really make it with the belief in yourself, no question. So you take a, a con and you can turn it into a pro at the same time. That's right. That's right. I must agree 100%. There's another uh, pro, food. If you like to eat like I do, they got some of the best restaurants here. Let's talk about those a little bit, honey. Well, I would have to say that my favorite is Chin Chin's Chinese food. It is at the top of the list for everybody. <laughs> if you want to come to Los Angeles. Well, I always have to reiterate just just in case, but but food, any any and every type of cuisine that a person would like, and at the same time, health is is big in California too because you know you're getting some good produce and different things like that, which is you know pretty much now with Whole Foods and different stores like that is everywhere. But there's a lot of health consciousness out here, so that is definitely definitely a big pro. Yeah, and and there um, that's gonna lead me right into my con and my husband is absolutely right it is a lot of health consciousness and you get a lot of that from the entertainers that want to eat right come veggies that sort of thing but you also
also have a high, high, high rate of people being anorexic or losing a lot of weight for this reason or getting cosmetic surgery for that reason. So the cons of having to look a certain way is high in Los Angeles. So you have to remember, be yourself and do it your way, you know. Be about who you are and don't let that, you know, make you go down the wrong road. Yeah, coming, and I have to stay on that one, babe, because coming to Los Angeles and, and being maybe uh, a follower, if you want to say, it, that's not going to be a good thing. You're going to definitely have to pave your own way and blaze your own trail. But there are a lot of different things out here that you can pick up on and you can take those and turn those into some really positive things for yourself because obviously the weather is great. There is a bit of smog, but at the same time, you got the beach, you got the sunshine. Uh, uh, you're able to exercise a lot, eat good food, like I said. So the quality of life is, is very good in a lot of different aspects also. That's right. And another good con is you can see movie stars if you're into that and you like the people watch. You can see them quite a bit out here doing their thing, just shopping or driving or pretty much whatever. If you go to a nightclub, you might be standing there next to a Paris Hilton dancing or a P. Diddy or whomever you might find yourself um, liking. So that's another to coming out to Hollywood. A lot of the entertainment people are here at any given time, and there's always events. There's an amphitheater. There's all kinds of stuff out in Orange County. There's just so many different things. Let's talk a little bit about Universal City Walk, honey, and what that has to offer. Well, you know, Universal City Walk is, has a little bit of everything from restaurants to uh, you're going to be able to go to movie right. theaters, entertainment ride. It is everything that you would want. And that is why it is one of the biggest attractions for when people come out here. They want to go to Universal mm -hmm. Walk and be able to really see the whole California Hollywood thing in one area, that is really going to give you that. And and also, if you really like, you know, Hollywood Boulevard and that whole thing, they have wonderful, wonderful shopping on Hollywood Boulevard. You're going to get to see Chinese Man's Theater. At the same time, you're going to see the Walk of Fame. So that's a lot of different stuff in one area. But one of our favorite streets that I have to say, well, I would have to say is my wife is Rodeo Drive. What do you think about that, man? Well, yeah, and when he says Rodeo Drive, most people would say, oh, my God, that's the most expensive place. But there's Wilshire Boulevard also, like my husband said, and they connect together. And it's just a fun place to just walk and look. I love window shopping, so you can just walk and see all kind of great things. And if you want to buy a Louis Vuitton, you can get that. If you want to go to the Gap, you can get that. So you get a mix of everything, a lot of great stuff. There's this pizza place. Do you remember what street that's on, honey? No, oh, that, that is right off the so, and they have some the New York style pizza. It's fabulous, so definitely. Oh, most definitely. So, you know, it, it, it's a lot of pros and cons to moving out to Los Angeles. We wanted to talk a little bit about everything Hollywood, and we hope you enjoy it. If you do move out, got any other questions? Definitely email us, and we'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And we'll move right into hot topics, honey, and we'll talk about. Shani Christie. Shani is releasing and has just dropped a second single. It is definitely another hit, and it is called Planet Disco. And where can they find that at? You already know. You can go to myspace.com forward slash myshani. That's M-Y-C-H-A-N-I. And what do you think about that song? I think that the song is absolutely fabulous. Please email us. Tell us your thoughts. She's doing great. And it is, again, like my husband said, on her MySpace page, MyShanny, and you can catch it there. Next thing we have is, believe it or not, there's a man that's pregnant. And I'm going to let my husband tell you guys about that because I can't uh, believe it. That's it. I, I heard it, and I just paused for about <laughs> five minutes and tried to gather my thoughts when I heard that there was a pregnant man. And then my wife walks over and shows me pictures of the man pregnant, and he has a belly, and he's caressing it like a woman would do. And uh, it just kind of threw me back a little bit. Now I'm wondering, my, my, you know, my mind wanders fast. So my biggest thought is, where's the baby coming out of? Oh, well, you know, what happened is, and I'll fill you guys in a little bit, and I see the call lines are all tied up. Anybody want to jump in, go right ahead. But he was a woman when he was born and had a, a sexual transplant um what do you call it, an operation to be transformed. And so I think he will be able to have it the regular way or he's going to have to have a cesarean where they will cut his stomach, take the baby out, and sew his stomach back up. So it's going to be interesting to follow this story, and he's going on Oprah Winfrey. I don't think it's a joke, you guys. I think it's real because they have him on the cover of a lot of tabloids. 
So, so if he was a, a woman that turned to a man, yes. then he's not really a man because well, he, he he's a woman. But well, he was born a man and a woman. He was born a morthodite. He had both. He was both. Okay, this is interesting, and it throws <laughs> me for a little loop. And I'm not speechless a lot, but it kind of makes me a little speechless because uh, I saw his picture and he looked like a guy. And oh uh, yeah. Uh, okay, this is different. <laughs> uh, will there be any breastfeeding involved? No, there will be none of that unless he hires the doctor to do that. Oh, my, 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 okay. Move by the phone. <laughs> we have Fox Brown, who was released from prison yesterday or the day before, on her assault charges. She's done 214 days in Ooh. jail behind bars, but now she's out and she's facing a couple of charges for some more assaults. So we pray that she gets her life together because she's a great rapper. No, no question. Uh, man, and one day in jail is too long, so 200-plus is just uh, out of control. So good luck to Foxy Brown. Get back in the studio and, and make it happen. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. She's a good friend of Queen Latifah. Ah, okay. Uh-oh. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yes, sir. You, Everybody knows what time it is because that is not only my favorite song, but that leads us to one of our favorite people, and that would be the Wizzle. And he is back. Hey, hey, although I will have to say, Wizzle, our final four picks weren't correct. The insight has been fantastic. So can you please bless us again? And let's start, please, let's start with Kansas and Memphis. What, what went on, Wizzle? Well, maybe the whistle is sleeping right now. The, the whistle is either incoherent, out of the house, or he will not be there. Here. But, you know, here. but that, that that is not the thing because he, he, the whistle? Yeah. Sir? <laughs> I, 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 I knew he was in the background. Now, now whistle, just tell me. I, I know both of us blew it with the UCLA pick. Okay, I, I get that. Tell me what happened with Kansas and Memphis. That was obviously it's going to be an instant classic, but uh, man, what happened? Well, I think it's just a situation. If you're John Calipari, is uh, you ever hear the story about the one that got away? That's oh yeah, and uh, he was obviously against the, you know, obviously the the next best team in the country, and you're yourself is uh, you're considering yourself one of those teams, and you're he expects anything to happen, and then. And within that, therein lies the game for every anyone to win. Uh, Memphis took a, a, a nine-point lead, uh, had strong possession of the game, and it seemed like they played a little bit tentative. Uh, at the same time, it looked like Kansas find, found their uh, stride a little bit and and got back on them. And uh, I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to Kansas. They played with experience and savvy, and uh, ultimately, the best team won. So. Man, I mean, it's tough for free throws to decide something like that, and and ultimately it did. And this was a a point that John Calipari had to face all year, and everyone was saying that, are you worried about your free throw shooting? Do you think that your free free throw shooting will come into play at any time during the season? And he kept saying, you know, don't worry about it. It's not going to be a big thing. I think his quote was, it balances out. But lo and behold, for something like that to bite you the way that it did. I mean, how are you looking at that situation? Well, life has a, a funny way of rearing its ugly head in, 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 in the most uh, isolated situation. So here we are, uh, an experienced coach. Uh, you know, uh, obviously he's not in the department or, or, or in the league of a Dean Smith, uh, Mike Szczewski, Bob Knight. But he's on his way, he's on his path, and and I think that's one of the things that he'll have to uh, address definitely in his, as his regime continues in the, in the future years for whatever uh, teams he decides to, to coach because you got to finish the game. And that's a component of the game that is very, very important because the clock is stopped and there's three points. So, uh, you get, hey, you gotta make that you got to make that happen. That's part of the game, Coach. No, no question, Wizzle. And, and I'm lo- I'm looking at that the whole situation there, and, I, and I'm saying neither team, I, I believe, had a senior in their starting lineup. So is anybody gonna maybe go to the draft, or what do you think about looking at those teams? Maybe either Kansas repeating, or can Memphis recover? 
Um, I think that uh, obviously the the NBA it, it 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 puts a damper on situations now because you don't get the camaraderie and and the same type of close knit group that you'll have and that you know that you'll be with guys for for three to four years. So uh, I think that the NBA draft will drastically affect those teams, and I think that that shifts the 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 pecking order to some other school so and that other school could be Davidson with a young Stephen Curry uh, you know it's, it's according to who goes to the draft who decides to stay who's coming in and I mean there's, it's wide open right now because I think the draft will I mean I'm not gonna say tear these teams apart but like, like, these kids are going to get a job and I can't blame them. No question. So do you look at Kansas with the possibility of repeating, or are you thinking only if they bring back that same team? Um, again, it's with their recruiting class. I, I think they have a chance. Obviously, they got a, a coach who knows uh, uh, how to get there. Obviously, their recruiting is going to be um, at all-time high, and if not, they'll be competing with everyone else for the premier players. So uh, uh, Kansas has obvi- obviously the first best chance to repeat next year. So uh, I can I can stay there with it. I will give the coach all his credit. Uh, they implemented a plan. It started from day one, and they've seen it through, and that always uh, is something to be looked at, and you got to give that a lot of respect. Now, now, does Memphis ever recover from something like that? I mean, being oh so close. I mean, they were one free throw away. They were... Man, I mean, you can't get any closer to a championship than how close they got. I mean, man, they make a free throw and the game is over. I mean, can they recover from something like this? Well, um, individually, it's it's what some of the players are going to take along with them, you know, throughout their careers. And uh, obviously, uh, it, it, it is something that you'll think about. But I think for the most part, you have the slate is still in front of you and the story isn't at the end of the book. So until it reaches the end, keep writing it and, and putting in some good stuff in. Well, you know, staying with college basketball, I saw that O.J. Mayo said, and then for everybody out there, O.J. Mayo is the sensational uh, guard forward from um, uh, USC, and he said that he is going to go into the NBA draft. And, and was, I just wanted to get a little insight whether you think that, obviously was it a good decision, but how, how good of a pro do you think that he is going to be? Well, um, it's you know, obviously it's it's hard to say right now. I think that he has a lot of talent uh, as far as uh, can he play at the NBA level? Certainly. Um, he has the jumping ability. He has a has a, a decent physical feature as far as his body size and type. Uh, there's a couple questions are: Are you going to run the point, or are you going to be a two guard? Well, we haven't seen your defense as far as uh, isolated matchups against some of the best players in the league. Um, he reminds me an awful lot of uh, a Larry Hughes type of player. Um, yeah. And I'm not in any way labeling him or OJ. I'm not putting you in a category because I think Larry Hughes is. A player who you know has all the tools and he just needs to find his way, find his own, and uh, maybe that's happening for him in Chicago right now because he has his best games, obviously, obviously playing against LeBron. But uh, he has to find his way as far as what's my niche, what am I going to be doing? Because he can shoot the ball, he can put it on the floor, and he has a, a good knack for basketball. So I think he can be a good pro provided you be in the right system. So. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. I mean, you, you hit it on the head that all of the uh, intangible pieces are there for him to succeed, and it's going to ultimately be does he get the break on the right team and does he work hard enough to improve because there's a difference in college and pro as far as everybody's fast, everybody can jump high, and now can you still stand out the way that you did in college? And uh, You're correct. He has all of the parts and pieces. It's just does he keep developing his toolbox so now he can reach in there and grab anything he wants and fix type any type of machine that he wants, Wizzle. Now, now, now for the for the fans and, and for the people, our listeners, we're, we're going to do something uh, for the next couple weeks here. As we go through these NBA playoffs, we're going to have what we call the Fantasy Finals. And this week, we're going to look at the finals being the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Boston Celtics. Oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. 
And and I'm I'm bringing back old L.A. Boston days. Kareem and Magic, Bird, Parrish, McHale. These were some fantastic games. And not that this would reach that ethical level. It, it obviously could because you have a Kobe Bryant, a Kevin Garnett, and a, and a cast of other stars. But I'm going with the starting lineup, Wizzle, and I want to hear your comments after this. Of Los Angeles Lakers, Fisher, Bryant, Odom, Gasol, and Bynum. We're going Boston, Ronald, Allen, Pierce, Garnett, and Perkins. How do you see those matchups, and who do you got winning the Infinite Love Fantasy Final? Well, I, I really, really like that matchup. I think that it is great, first and foremost, for basketball. I think that it will be amongst some of the most entertaining that we've seen in, in some time, and I think it'll be great for the kids to get a, a view of some of the spectacles that we hold so dearly as far as uh, uh, basketball and our memory with it and the fondness of it. Uh, now, let's review this. Uh, I definitely think that uh, the lineups, uh, they, they, feed, they fear each other, they face each other well. I think the tail of the tape is even. Uh, I would have to give a small nod to the Celtics, and I would do that because I think that KG, uh, the way that he plays and, 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 and what he instills, and obviously it's something that's instilled in this team in practice, where they, you know their team, it, everyone plays above their head, and everyone's held accountable for their mistakes and the way that they play, so... Uh, I really give them a nod, and aside from I'm a big I'm a big time uh, uh, fan of people who shoot the ball, and I think they got a, a couple of the nicest players, uh, or as far as two guards, uh, scoring guards in the game, and I'm talking about playing with the ball and playing without. Uh, so you pick your poison. I think they really, really uh, they look tough over there. I would have to agree with you, and I'm going to give the Boston Celtics the nod. Just for one of, one of the biggest reasons is that you have the biggest matchup, I think, in this is going to be Kobe Bryant versus Ray Allen. And it's not so much that Allen stops Kobe because that's not the point. The point is that Allen is at the same time going to score points and it's going to balance that out. Whereas if he didn't score points, now Kobe becomes such a factor that he might be able to take the game over and win the ball game. Looking at that from man-to-man, Allen, Pierce, Garnett, those guys I think are going to dominate the Lakers' big three. And I'm looking at Perkins being a wash versus Bynum because you don't know if he's going to be healthy or not. And Fisher Rondo, whoever plays good, and that is just, I think, a blessing for either team. And um, and let's throw the intangible in there to the South Central uh, L.A. fans out there for Paul Pierce coming back to L.A. I think that he would, they'd almost have to figure out a way to put somebody on him because he would torch any 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 member of the Lakers as far as if it's not Kobe Bryant. I don't I don't see a defender with the guard guard skills or speed or size that could stick up with a, with a Paul Pierce who's posting up constantly right around that elbow area. So uh, that's, again, where where the washes come in to play people. Uh, Kobe Bryant, Ray Allen, it's, it's like a, if you need intangible reasons to, and, and feel at the same time have to come up with a reason, a solution, some type of way to stop this guy. And I don't think that Vladimir Radmanovich could do it. And, I, and the intangible is that, hey, he's, a California guy, he's a West Coast guy. I think he would very much love playing Staples Center and uh, and do what he could do. And that's exactly why I told the Lakers you signed Doug Christie because he will be that person. <laughs> but we're not even going to go there. The last comment that I want from you on this fantasy finals is bench play. Who wins out in the bench play? Uh, you don't even have to go through the names. I just want to know what bench are you looking at that's going to come in and save the day because it's going to be critical. Well, I really, really like L.A.'s bench. Um, just the fact that they have a, a, a premier Pac-10 point guard in Jordan Farmer. He's uh, uh, only getting better. And I really like his intensity, his decision-making, and his uh, extension, if you will, of a Phil Jackson type of coach out there on the court. Also, Ronnie Turioff uh, is another oh, player, yeah. Gonzaga player, lots of energy, high-energy guy, um, and I think that's the kind of players that uh, that you need on your bench. I think that Cleveland is reeling a little bit from not having the high energy of Drew Gooden. 
So I think that uh, there's something to be said about a high-energy Kai who kind of doesn't have a position. I just exist. And, that, and that's what Ronnie Perioff is. He's a tough-minded guy. I play good defense. And, and it really seems like his, uh, his vertical leap has, has stepped his game up over the past couple of years. So uh, he's a good defender and another another hand to try to block a shot inside. So I like the advantage. So the, the Wizzle in this fantasy finals this week has – L.A. or Boston? This week, we got to go with Boston. You heard it first, people. The Boston Celtics World Champions 2008 right here. Infinite Love Talk Radio with the one, the only, the most salmon-endearing person <laughs> on the planet. That would be the Wizzle. Thank right, you baby. again, Wizzle, as always. Chicken and refried beans. One. Say <laughs> that. Oh, baby, baby, baby. The wizzle is something else. It's always good to hear from you. And we'll go right into our hot tips. And with our hot tips, you guys, I'm going to offer, and then my husband's going to offer three fabulous ones of his own. I would start with sundresses. Sundresses is wonderful. If you're in a hot, warm climate like we're in right now, we happen to be in Los Angeles, California. It is very necessary to wear a sundress. Uh, you would love the way that it feels against you with the warmth outside. Also, straw hats. Straw hats are another popular fashion tip. You've got to get a nice straw hat. It doesn't have to be the big brim ones, but you definitely want to go with some type of straw hat. My husband actually has one that he was going to wear today that's really cool. It's more of a bucket-style straw hat. It's really cool and has colors on it. Thirdly, I would like to offer light makeup, ladies. It is very, very warm out in all the climates. You definitely want to go with maybe a light foundation and just a lip gloss. It, you will be a lot happier at the end of the day, and I'm sure all of you are beautiful, so you really don't need all of the makeup that you would wear going out at night. Now, going out at night is a different story, but during the day, some light foundation, lip gloss, and you're right there on the fashion billboard. No, those are fantastic tips, baby, and I agree with you. It, it makes me sad since we're we're leaving tomorrow. This is the my my tips don't come in play any longer, but <laughs> because these are all Los Angeles tips, and I can't take these back home with us tomorrow. So I would still say we got sunglasses. Everybody has to have one of those pairs that are just the one. And if you go out, you can get them any and everywhere. Just get something that feels good on that nose. I'll tell you that. When you say sunglasses, honey, you know how sometimes they don't connect around your ear? What would you suggest people get? Well, uh, that's old school right there. Those old school sunglasses that go all the way around your ear are fantastic. But my sunglass test, everybody, is I put the sunglasses on and I lean over and I try to tie my shoe. If the glasses don't fall off, you're rolling. Oh, if great. If glasses fall off, that is something that you don't want. That's a that's a no-no because they're going to hit the ground at the most inconvenient time. You're going to pick them up. They're either going to have a scratch or the lens is going to be busted. So put them on, <laughs> hand over, tie your shoe. If they stay on, you got the right pair of sunglasses <laughs> for you. Now, also, swim trunks. And please, uh, not the itty-bitty ones, those Underwear, swim trunks, I don't know, guys. Let's, you know, let's stay with a nice pair of Speedos, something like that. Now, Speedo does make that small, the small kind. And I guess if you're going for the tan line invisibility thing, that works for you. But a nice pair of shorts, it also helps that you can keep your keys, the, the, Hard to your room, any little stuff in them, they got pockets on them. Those other ones, no pockets anywhere to be found. So find yourself a good pair of swim trunks. I remember back in the day they used to have Ocean Pacific OP, man. Oh, yeah. Quality oh, pair. Man, those corduroy ones were some of my favorites. And but, they're colorful, too. Oh, yeah, you can get them in turquoise, red, yellow, any kind of color. So swim trunks are something that, as we come into these summer months, are going to be big, big, big for you. And then finally, you got to get yourself a nice pair of sandals. And I know a lot of guys out there going, I'm not showing my feet because my feet look like I've been dragging them across the ground but so you, you just put on a nice pair of sandals, let the air touch your feet, soak them in some water, and really, really relax. So get yourself a nice pair of sandals. I always say leather because they last a long. That's right. And then I want to clarify something, honey. You said going home tomorrow. We leave and go to Toronto tomorrow. 
So we'll be in Canada, baby. So you can take some. Well, no, it's not. It's not it's, hot there, huh? No, no, no. It is not hot in Canada. That is for sure. Well, what kind of weather do you think it have right now? Well, you know, uh, sometimes in Canada being my favorite place uh, to go because as far as diversifying and being able to get some really good food, y'all, wow. And we're going to tell you about that next week, and you will have to stay tuned to listen to what happened in Toronto, Canada, no question. But, uh I would say right now it's probably still a little bit chilly. As we get into the more closer to the summer months, Toronto gets very, very warm. So we're not there yet. I'm, I'm sure that uh, we got something that's going to keep us nice and warm at the same time. Nice and warm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, you know, being on the road and stuff. But it's, it's a good cause, and uh, we'll go right into our favorite part, honey. And what would that be? That would be love and romance. And we really like joining you guys and talking that. And we, this week we're going to cover three main points. These three main points is what we get emails about constantly. And the first one would be, excuse me, putting your mate first. And oftentimes we get emails saying that one or the other feels lonely or empty and they feel like the person is putting their friends or their dog or their trips or their business or their job, whatever it is, they're putting them first. And you have to put your mate first because – you know, when you're committed to a relationship, that's a partnership for life. You guys are supposed to be soulmates. And even some days when you really want to do a lot for you and you really don't want to be bothered or you really don't want to be um, social, you still have to take your own, That I would call that a selfish feeling, a selfish emotion, and put that aside for your mate because you've entered into something that is a sharing atmosphere. So always put them first. They'll feel good. And if they always put you first, you'll feel good, and you guys will have a great relationship. Yeah, that goes both ways, and that's big, babe, because uh, I think that once you do that, it instills, obviously, confidence and trust and a lot of different little intangible things that go along with putting your mate first so they know that, uh, you know, there's times where you're going to have fun and relax with your fellas and the girls with the girls, but if you've always done it, then they have that security to know that they love me up and beyond anything else, and they're always feeling secure, and that's something that definitely in a relationship is big and definitely in a mate is something that is is huge and that leads me kind of right into our next uh our next one and that would be respect and this is something that you talk about and you talk about it often because it is one of the key key components and obviously that starts with self-respect respecting yourself because when you are respectful of yourself it allows you the ability to respect your mate and your and your mate sees that you respect yourself that allows them to respect you and before you know it you're leading by an example and it just flows in the relationship oh so well Oh, so, my husband, goodness, I couldn't say it better. I mean, that is so important. You have to respect yourself first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, children, adults, everybody. And then you must respect other people. Respect how they feel about certain things. Just because you want to do one thing and they don't, there's no reason to judge them as a not fun person. You guys have to you know, figure out a way to compromise and be respectful of that person's feelings and try to make it happen in that way. And that's one of the high points of being lucky enough to be married to my husband is that even if it's something that he may not like or I may not like, we compromise to find a way where everyone's happy. And that's just a beautiful thing. And, and I know that that's rare out there, but you can have it. Start by respecting yourself and respecting others. And if everyone does it, well, it's reciprocal and everyone will be happy. And then we move right into the last top one, and this is very important, and that is having fun no matter what. Keeping the humor in your relationship, you have to keep it. It's a must. If you keep the the funniness in there, it, it, it lightens your day. And, you know, I know with the way the world is kind of moving real fast right now, it's a lot going on, it can get stressful. Well, if you've got humor and you and your mate can laugh about things and be silly together, it's a wonderful experience. And I'll let my husband elaborate on that. No, no question. I mean, there are uh, people who will show you in statistics that say that laughing can also cure yourself. If right. you pick up book called The Secret. You will read it and it talks about it inside there how people have been cured from illnesses and a lot of different things just by putting in their favorite funny movie and watching it and laughing over and over again. But inside of a relationship it does so much because it makes the mood light. And both of you guys, when you're able to sit down and have one of those big belly laughs together, it is just something that, that 
you know, it, it's bonding, it, it's fantastic, and at the same time, it, it's something that is needed because it doesn't always have to be so stressful, it doesn't always have to be so serious, and you have to find the humor in some of those situations that might not feel or you think are too good, you find the humor in them because at the end of the day, if it doesn't kill you, it ultimately makes you stronger. And if you're doing that together, it's just such a beautiful thing. So everybody, make sure, make sure, please, that every day you are laughing. And if you go a day without laughing, something is wrong. So before you go to bed, just start giggling or something. But laughing is very, very big. And if you got children, I know that you're always laughing because children keep you laughing constantly. But find something that you like to watch, you like to hear, or ultimately, hopefully, it's somebody, and that's your mate, that you truly like to be around, and they make you laugh because it is a blessing, and we must, must take more advantage of it. And I couldn't have said that better either. My husband is on a roll, you guys. He's, everything he's telling you is beautiful and very, very encouraging. And I want all the men and women out there to take notes. I hope you listen to the show over and over again. And you really take it serious when you're thinking about moving out to Los Angeles. It's a wonderful place. You've got to look at all the pros and cons, and you've got to weigh your decision. But really do your homework before moving out. But it could be a very, very, very fun experience for your family, very lucrative if you guys are in the entertainment business. Even if you're not, Los Angeles is just a bit a good place to go. Seattle, where we're from, is another great place to go. It's a little harder um, to move there if you if you don't have some type of a um, idea of what you want to do career-wise. It, it might be a little more difficult in Seattle as it is smaller than Los Angeles. And I would have to say one last place would be New York. That's another entertainment place, and that would be difficult as the cost of living is so high if you live in Manhattan. But if you want to go out to New Jersey or Long Island and one of those other outskirt places, maybe you can do it. My husband used to live out in White Plains, and it was a beautiful place, and it was like you were in some other place. You weren't in New York, but you could drive into the city. So just consider all the different options you have in moving out to L.A., and that rounds out our show. And... I would have to say to everybody, it's always a blessing, and we have a fantastic time with you every single week. And I would have to say, as always, thank you, all of you, for joining us. And, again, we will see you at the same time and the same place. And until next time, thank you, our friends. Respect. Oh, I love-